Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. What is going on, party people? It's Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Jump, and we're going to talk PDR this time. We're going to have some fun. How you been? How was your week? How was your weekend? This was one of my favorite weekends of the year. Why? Not what you think. I'm a big avid racing fan, and my favorite race is the 24 Hours Du Mans, Le Mans. And they actually have a private race in Northern California called the 24 Hour of Lemons, which is a tribute race to that. And you bring your piece of crap, whatever you got, and you come out and run it. It's pretty fun. Prizes and everything else. It's just a bunch of people running their Mazda Miatas or Chrysler minivans or whatever. But anywho, yeah, I love this weekend because it's just, it's just, it's a, Europeans do stuff that's sometimes ridiculous. And this race is ridiculous. 24 hours, hundreds of millions of dollars spent, you know, all for what? I mean, is there money to be made? I'm sure people within the race are making money, but the people that are running it typically aren't. God love them for do it, doing it. And the cool thing, this is the 100th anniversary of Le Mans, and NASCAR's got a car out there. You know, the guys that only go left? Well, they're going left and right this weekend. And that son of a bitch Camaro put out by Hendrick Motorsport was beating all the production cars. It was actually pretty cool. Um, I don't think it is now, or it was then, I should say. We're recording this over the weekend, so... Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it was kicking ass. I, I don't know. It's probably because it's his first year out. I doubt it will, but anywho, very cool just to see the Le Mans organizers, the ACO and, and NASCAR kind of join forces just to, to entertain racing fans. Isn't that what it's about? So, I mean, more sport, sports should realize that that's who you're supposed to take care of, you know, take care of the fans. So anyway, first, and yeah, the race, there's rain, it's, it's just diabolical, it crashes, hopefully nobody's hurt, but it is entertaining as F. So anyway, um, enough about that, because I don't think I've got any racing fans, and if I do, hit me up and let me know. Um, what else? This weekend, starting I think on Friday, our beloved Jared Kirk, former SAI student, uh, compadre, friend. Uh, based out of the Phoenix metro area. He's out at the uh, big event put on by Bryce Kelly, Shane Jacks, Keith Cosentino, both those gentlemen from PDR College, if you've ever heard of that. Matt Moore, who's got the Taj Mahal of Recon Service Centers out in the ATL, I believe. They're doing this technical event. And hopefully I'm going to get Jared on in a week or two and... We'll download what the event was about and what he got out of it. Hopefully, if uh, he's gracious enough to uh, darken our our audio doors. So, um, look forward to talk about that. I wish I could have gone, but I didn't. I I hardly do these things. It's just, I don't know, man. I'm just selfish with my time. I've got so much crap going on. It's important. um, And I just, you know, as much as I want to mix in with the industry... Um, and yeah, it'd be fun, but you know, got a wife, got some kids, got some projects around the shop and we've been busy. It's just, I don't know. It's tough. 
So anywho, we'll hope to uh, circle back about that. Um, this week, we've had a lot of cool uh, people come in. It's been very busy. Um, here's a couple little uh, quips, a couple little stories. Uh, two parents with teen drivers both came in. Not, not, no relation. Uh, I feel bad for this one girl. Uh, it was an insurance job. She mashed up that Equinox. She was doing her actual driving test when she crashed. So not good. It's one thing to fail the driving test just because, you know, you make a mistake. You don't have a parallel park, whatever. But she actually failed it, which is just, I don't know, just kind of sucked. Um, I feel kind of bad for her. And then we had another kid. Um, the kid came in with his dad. They've been in before. And the dad's like, yeah, you know, Toby crashed uh, our our Hyundai. You know, I need you to help. No, it was a Lexus, actually. I need you to help us out. And I, I, I'm looking at Toby, and he's on his phone the entire time he comes in. Our eyeballs never met. He walked back outside of the car, still locked into his phone. I'm thinking, you know, I bet you I know how Toby crashed that family Lexus. You know, I'm going to go with with freaking phone. So, anywho, um, yeah, very, very interesting. Um, but, uh, and, and then here's another one. This one I kind of like. I mean, these are kind of first time some of these stories. I've never had a customer come in where the, the daughter was actually attending the true driving test with the instructor, the DMV instructor, and then crash, which is just, you got to get back on the horse. But man, that's just maybe a pony, you know, maybe a little Shetland pony. Um, so another client was out with a friend, friend, it's going to get better, air quotes, and the valet crashed the car. He, he was covering his bases, man. I wasn't doing anything wrong. That's what he says to me in his southern accent. And guess what? I got in trouble. I mean, Brian befuddled. I got in deep D-R-O-U-B-L-E trouble. I'm like, all right. He's like, uh, the trouble was, uh, this actually wasn't a friend. It was kind of like, if, you know, if you get my drift, Brian, I'm like, okay, lover? Yes. Young lover. Young passion. Okay. And he's like, what happened was the valet crashed my car. I said, it's all good. But the owner felt like he was going to do me a solid, so he looked me up, called the house, and guess who picked up the phone? The wife. What do you mean my husband was with me at the resort and you feel so bad about crashing our car? He said something else happened. He lied and he was not working. He was at a resort with another woman? Yeah. Oops. Just when you think you're as slick as freaking grease, right? And then lastly... A neighbor backed into his neighbor, uh, ruined the BMW bumper, uh, and then they went out. This is like no big deal, but they, they went and shopped the, ho the whole entire town before they came to me. Uh, luckily, some in the neighborhood referred us, and they couldn't believe we could fix it for half of what Caliber was going to charge. Oh, and yeah, we could do it in a day, not five days? Sold. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, and there's more stories. I could tell you about Michelle, whack-ass with her Mercedes, and just off the chain but i won't so let's get into it guys today we've got we've got a bell ringer today guys yes we do we've got a technical episode i never do it i love marketing i love making you guys my money i like making myself money i'm hoping this stuff that i've learned in the the little uh, banana peels that i've slipped on over the years my lessons about those banana peels will serve you well but today Due to popular demand, yeah, a lot of people are just like, man, can you just share a few more technical, especially new guys, you know, noobs that have been doing it for three, six, nine months. They're like, man, just just cut a brother some slack. All right, brother, here's some slack. All right, some slack in the rope. Here it comes. It's the technical episode. 
All right, we're gonna talk about bracing. We're gonna talk about uh, clean dents. We're gonna get into gluing, and then we'll wrap up with a little bit of moolah, a little bit of money, all right? There it is, all right? So hopefully I make some of the peeps happy. So here we go, let's start off, technical. Okay, when you got braces, I had a, a car last week, a Model Oyai, and two or three people tried to get into this Model Y dent, and I, I'm not gonna lie, this was one of the most braced up technical dents I've seen in a Model Y, it sucked. Um, and these techs, a couple holes were drilled and the, the owner didn't even know. I'm like, he's like, nobody drilled in my car. I'm like, well, I just wanna show you cause I don't want you to blame it on me. But I, I didn't need to drill cause I knew that wasn't gonna get me anywhere. So side intrusion beam, okay. Pulled off the door panel, had to pull off the regulator, pulled the glass out. This is how nice they're making new cars. You can't just pull a door panel off anymore. The door panel in, interior portion is part regulator, part window motor, part everything. So it sucked. It absolutely sucked. So I talked to Igor over at PCH Dent. Thank you, Igor, for helping out. He's done, he does a bunch of Teslas, and I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? He's like, yeah, you know, door panel off, window out, da-da-da. So we dove in just to make sure I wasn't going the right direction. I do a lot of Teslas. I just hadn't happened to have one in the top body line so high up around the curve. Those doors kind of have like, they're like a C shape. So you just don't get dents up there too often. Um, anyway, lo and behold, persistence. Yeah, we had to pull the damn door panel off. And even with the door panel off and the, and the glass and everything else, it was still a pain in the ass. So what's the lesson? Persistence pays. And a lot of mobile guys just don't have all the tools and the wherewithal, right? Another one, we had a VW Passat intrusion beam, okay? This thing... Uh, at the back door, about the middle of the door, right behind that beam. That beam was tight. That was some tight mofo. So tight, my ultra thin was making high spots at the at the top edge of the beam in about a three inch area. Okay, um, and the crazy thing was, I quoted two dents on this this customer's car, and I did the, the mom's Porsche, and then they brought back the daughter's Passat, pst, as I like to call it, and she was like, "Man, why are you charging me more on this car than my Porsche?" I'm like, well, these dents are bigger. Uh, no, they're not. Okay, I'm not going to argue with the lady, but I'm not doing two creases, about 12-inch a crease for, you know, whatever you think I charge you on your Porsche, 300 bucks or something. This is all of about, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a deal. It's going to be about 500 bucks. Oh, wow. No, no, we'll go, we'll go talk to your, your father, honey, but we're not going to. Rachel, let's just go. All right, I appreciate you guys coming in. Take care. Kick rocks. But No, I didn't say kick rocks. In my head, I said it. You didn't hear that. So they left. Five days later, hey, you know what? We, we've been busy. We're just going to bring it in. Translated, we've talked to other people. And nobody's going to do it cheaper. Why? Because the front door had about a four-inch deep crease. And then the back door had about a six-inch deep crease behind the side intrusion beam all the way to the front of the door. And no, these dents weren't related. One was vertical, one was horizontal. Back door being horizontal followed the actual intrusion beam. So why couldn't the other tech get it out? And they did try. Well, the front door was a lay down. It was wide open. But I think they started with the back door first and then they realized, okay, I can't glue pull this. It's too deep. It's too sharp. And they gave up. So persistence, guys. Door panel off, tugged at the intrusion beam a little bit and then put a little tiny wedge behind it, like a window wedge. And guess what? That gave me enough space to go in from the top with the whale tail at this point. Okay, that's it. What does this mean? It means take off panels. It means look. Yeah, I know some, some door panels are paying the ass and you have to charge for it. Oh, 
You're not charging enough money to do that? Well, then guess what? You're not going to be able to do a lot of these dents. You have to charge the right money, okay? And you have to be persistent. Take off door panels and look. So yes, got it out, no problem. Another bonus uh, tip, that deep crease, if you've been into Volkswagens and you know they got a nasty uh, body line, here's pro tip. How can you soften up metal to save your shoulder joints and your forearms and your wrists? Okay, take a soft tap down. I got this little pinky rounded black tap down tip from Ultradent. Works fantastic. An R4 or R3 would work too from Dentcraft. Preemptively open up the, the crease. Make it wider. That takes a lot of the tension out. And then go get your heat gun, torch, inductor, whatever your heat of the month is. Heat it up and you will thank your shoulders and your wrists will thank me later. That crease, that four inch crease through the byline came out in 20 minutes because I softened it up and I used heat. And the back panel came out because I took the door panel off and I just pulled at the wet, the, the brace just a little bit, like a 16th, ladies and gentlemen, and got it out. Okay, last one when it comes to bracing. Rivian R1S, the SUV, not the truck. This is my first SUV. I'm going to post this thing up, by the way. Nasty dent. Somebody backed into him at Trader Joe's and traded a, a Joe's full, full of, of dent into this quarter pound, which curves. It was like a crease about 22 inches around a curve. Not your kind of fun type of dent, right? Just not. So anyway, so he called somebody out and they looked at it, did their little snooping around, popped some plugs out in the wheel well, never put them back in. I'm like, all right, nice. And they just ended up glue pulling, got about half it out, then, then kicked rocks. Okay, the Rivian guy was like, you know, it does look better. And I'm sure this dent was probably about four or five inches wide. When I got it, it was about an inch wide and all kind of freaking, you know, closed up. Thank you, you know, mom and pop glue pool guy, you know, parking lot dent removal, you know, aficionado, which kind of sucked. So what did I do? I investigated. I took off trim. I took off the liner. I took off the rear bumper, found a way in. Yes, persistence. All right. So, what do I tell you? I found the access. And you know what? $1,000 dent later came out great. I had opened up a lot of the other gentleman's closing of the dent with his glue, but it came out great. And my customer was ecstatic. Okay. Very cool cars. But man, I tell you right now, their panels and the construction are weird. So, Enjoy, I will tell you that. All right, so there's your technical bracing part. Technical, what do you want to call this? Technical uh, boot camp number two, clean dents. How do you do dents? How can you make your dents smooth as a baby's ass? You want to know, right? Okay, well, think about this, kids. Pushing by nature makes dots. It makes push marks, right? It makes texture points. So soften up your tool or try to push less gluing, rubbing, or softer tips. All of that stuff will help in the process of making dents look, I mean, gone, invisible, Invisalign, if you will, okay? So, what was I gonna say? Um, what do I do? So, I have caps. I use like the vacuum line caps. I use tape. Um, I use screw-on tips. I like leather. I like rubber, and I'm not talking about the bedroom. I'm talking about PDR. Um, and I also don't only do that on my tool tips, 
but I also do it on my tap down. And here's a, here's a little pro tip that I bet you most people don't do or know. Some of you have probably worked on a dent and had sand deadening material and pushed on it and go, oh man, this actually helped me. It wasn't the kind of sand deadening that's like freaking volcanic ash with a fiberglass web on the top. Nay, I say. No, I'm talking about the freaking foil with the, the kind of like the gooey butyl tar shit. Well, that stuff actually makes a real nice dent muter. If you put that on the dent from the inside, if you can reach it, and then push on that, guess what? I'm telling you right now, it makes dents look like glass. It's one of my little tricks. If I've got a dent that is not like a deep, sharp dent and or deep aluminum, and I don't mind adding a little bit of, ten not tension, but it's a little bit of, it's going to take more force to push through that stuff. Works every time. Golden tip. All right. What else? What else can you do? Heat. Yes, heat loosens the metal tension. It makes the metal more malleable. It doesn't want to contort and make like knots in it. What else? Find hidden tension. I had a dent near a body line. The body line itself wasn't dented. But as I looked underneath the body line, there was actually a crown down there. And I said, you son of a bitch, you crown. Tried to hide from me. So I took that famous little tap down tip I just told you about from Ultra, the black pinky tip, dollied that little crown away. And guess what? Part of the dent already released. And then the rest of it pushed up like butter, like freaking steak butter, which is the best kind of butter. So look around corners, look on the backside, look underneath bylines, kinks. You'd be surprised how far out a byline could add tension. All right, for reals. All right, that's my clean dent tutorial. Let's move on. Glue pulling. Pegamento, as we say in the Espanole. All right, so number one, temp and heat. I can't tell you how many times I've seen rooks have the wrong temp or heat with their glue pulling. Glue pulling is very temperature sensitive. It's weather sensitive. Barometric pressure, the freaking, the humidity has a lot to do with how much that glue is going to pull. All right. Number two, prepping. And I'm sure a lot of you guys use alcohol. Back in the day, we, we used Prepsol. Back, back, back in the day, we used thinner. But Prepsol doesn't work very well. Thinner doesn't work very well either. Alcohol works good. But guess what you can do? Alcohol doesn't always pull off ceramic. It doesn't always pull off nice, high-quality wax. So what do you think about buffing the dent and then going alcohol? Ooh, it actually works. And then back to the other clean dent tech uh, tip, tension. Find tension and relieve it. You may have to make the dent bigger to make it release easier. Okay? What else? What's the difference between a lifter and a slide, you say? Well, I'm going to tell you, at least by my account. A lifter is better at pulling dents with tension because you're doing a two-way. And I'm not talking about in the bedroom again, kids, not the rubber leather thing, no. A two-way with rubber, rubber leather, you say? No. I couldn't even hardly get it out of my mouth. So, the words. Anyway, so, do you get that? Anybody, anybody fast enough to follow along with that? Okay, subtle. So, lifter. It's pushing down with the feet while the trigger's pulling up. That is good for sharper, stronger dents. Okay, so a lifter, if you've got tension and strength, I recommend that versus a slime hand that kind of is yanking on everything. Yeah, I know, we're right back to the bedroom again, yanking on everything. All right, so what else? Tugs versus brute pulls. I've had more success with light tugs slowly ramping up with tension or power versus just one brute pull. Your mileage may vary, okay? And then lastly, two ways. 
I know what you're thinking. I'm not even going there. I've already burnt that freaking tree down. Two ways means glue pulling and pushing from the inside at the same time. We're late related to glue pulling, okay? And it works. So if you are glue pulling, but you have the ability to get behind it, why not put a tab, put a ratchet strap on it or a cinch strap, and then push a little bit from underneath? Yes, you'd be surprised what you can come up with. It actually saves time. It makes the dents look pretty, and you'll get a standing ovation at the next PDR Olympics. All right, what else? Money. Okay, last one, guys. We just hit the 20-minute mark. Hope you appreciate that. Focus on what moves the lever. I know a lot of you guys just want to push metal and smile and slap your own ass as you come in with your, your open freaking chaps jeans that, that really kind of are kind of weird. Okay, no. What is going to help your business grow? Okay, you working on it or in it? Okay, not in it. Get on it as in business. Is your business a business or is it a hobby? Well, I only work 20 hours a week. I really don't consider it. Well, no shit. Hard to believe your business isn't growing. Why do I always use this Southern accent when I'm trying to make somebody sound stupid? That's pretty bad. There's a lot of very smart Southern people. And I know two of them. Um, how about your business? Can it sell? Is it sellable? Is it an asset? Who would buy it and why? Are you thinking about this? Probably not. Brian, I just roll up, push my dance, I go home. I have my chicken fried steak with the family and I go to bed. If it's a good day, I have a Schlitz, you know, or a Pabst. Okay. Hey, whatever works for you. How about pricing? We've talked about this. Price till it hurts, kids. Price till it hurts. And you, you can't? Well, probably because you aren't showing value. Did you demonstrate value? No, I didn't demonstrate value. How do I do that? Well, I know. It's not easy, Billy Bob. It's not easy, but you need to learn how to do that. Do you have a system and a process? A system and a hushash? A system and a process. Yes, when you're pricing, you should be systematic and put the customer through a process so they understand why they're going to pay so much that it almost hurts. I, I think I could pro probably take just about any PDR business and help them make at least 25% in 30 days. I could guarantee that. Probably 30 to 40% just by what we just went through. Cray cray, I, say, I know you say that, but I don't know. That's a pretty strong call out, but I'm, I'm dropping the mic on that one. I think that, I think I could. And it just goes back to what we talked about. Working on, not in. Make your business better. I think that's more important than those other three things that I just went through, the tutorials. But I know a lot of you guys, maybe you're still new to the game. Maybe you still need to do better dance to, to get to that next level, or at least in your mind you think that. But in reality, if you're an average tech like my former brother, Sharif, I mean, he has and was and probably still is, is doing very well. And I don't think he's an average tech anymore, but he certainly was for the longest time. So there it is. Hope you guys got some value out of that. And I hope I can get Jared Kirk in on the pod to talk about this wonderful event they, they've had this last weekend. Should be very interesting. I would definitely like to hear what was what transpired and what happened. So anywho, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for, for signing up for nothing here. But thank you for listening. I really do appreciate that. Thanks for your time, your ears, your attention. 
If anybody has anything they want to talk about, feel free to text me. You got some technical questions, whatever, 949-302-3464. Love to help out. Hope your businesses are kicking ass. It's summertime. It's sunny everywhere except for Southern California. Hope you guys appreciate that. We are the cloudiest spot in the nation except for, I think, the northern banks of Alaska. I shit you not. Look it up. It is some weird-ass weather out here right now. First we had all the rain, and then we got a lot of weird clouds. Am I bitching? Nah. Could be worse. It's been 68 to 70. Such great work weather. So, anywho. Love you guys, man. Have a great, great week. And we'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.